What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. That, or rather I should say this, is the moment I've been waiting for. The Baseball Insiders live at 2 on Thursdays. And now hearing myself back in my, because I have the YouTube link up on another on another link. I'm good to go, Robert Murray. Good to see you, buddy. Big news going on. Juan Soto potentially on the move. You've got intel on that. Carlos Correa, perhaps Minnesota will be aggressive. That's interesting. And Max Scherzer with a side injury, taking himself out of uh, the game with 86 pitches. Uh, not good news for the Mets. DeGrom, of course, dealing with injury. Who will be back first? Bert, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, Carm. Another live episode. We made it through the first one, so we're, we're making progress there. Uh, I mean, I think we're doing a great job. Where do you want to start here? There's three hot topics here. I think you want to start with Scherzer, but we can go any which way you want, buddy. Let's do Scherzer to start. Um, okay. Wow, my guy, Sean B. Love love him right there. Um, Thanks for jumping in, Sean. We appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button. And, uh, yes, the Baseball Insiders, uh, the show will forever now be live. We go Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 o'clock Central, except in the case of uh, Bears OTAs. So scheduling note, next week's show is going to be on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. But, uh, hey, uh, I, I, Johnny's got the got the news that uh, Juan Soto and these coming to the Chicago Cubs, which when I was when I was reading uh, up on the twenty three year old potentially on the move, I'm thinking could he end up with either of the Chicago teams? I do not think that it's certainly not a fit with the Cubs, and I don't even think the White Sox have the unless they want to be super aggressive with some of their big leaguers that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But we'll get to Soto in a second here. All right. Uh, where do the Mets go from here? Are you hearing anything about how long Scherzer will be out? So the Mets announced that he will be out for six to eight weeks, and his oblique strain is pretty similar to the one that Jack Flaherty suffered last year, and that basically cost him the entire season. Um, and that, if that's the Mets' reality, like that's doomsday scenario. 
And I thought they could use another starting pitcher even after um, or even before Scherzer's injury. Um, and this just heightens that need. I know they're going to get Jacob DeGrom back at some point. At least that's what they hope. But they signed Scherzer to pair with Jacob DeGrom atop that rotation. Now they're out both of them. Um, so I think rotation instantly becomes their number one need um, just because it's, this is not a short absence for Scherzer. This is a long-term absence. Um, but we've already seen that Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, and the front office there will spend whatever it takes to make that roster good. So I would expect that to continue once again. There was a note out of uh, Buster Olney's piece uh, at ESPN.com saying that the Mets could go for, you know, say pitching, but also take on an asset that a team wants to dump. Like, for instance, the Cubs and Jason Hayward or Mike Moustakis and the Reds and, and his salary because Lord knows they've got money to the end of the earth. Uh, so I don't know what you think makes sense for them. Uh, and, and this happened fairly quickly, but uh, that's one way they could go. No, for sure. And I mean, the Cubs, they have starting pitchers. Um, so I, I know we've talked about Kyle Hendricks before, so maybe that could be a fit there. Um, I think the Red Sox are a really good fit for the Mets via trade. Um, and I like J.D. Martinez is one player that I thought would make a lot of sense for the Mets, but they also have Nathan Uvaldi. Actually, Carm, so I want to mention something to you. Yeah. So we... On the last show, I mentioned Nathan Evaldi as a sneaky, like, really good trade candidate if the Red Sox do indeed sell. And then not even two hours later, he allowed five home runs in the second inning. So I have not lost my touch. You suck, Bert. That's okay. I mean, that's These true. Things I do suck. No, 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 no. You're the, be- <laughs> you're the best. You're the greatest of all time. I just called you baby passing in a tweet. You're my guy. Uh, also, Matt Verderam is my guy. My, my partner on the Stacking the Box football podcast, who's also a diehard baseball game. And Verderam, you should know that I do have the Oakland A's on the rundown today uh, because they just had a three-game series Oakland did with Minnesota. Uh, I believe that's what I was reading. And they drew for the three games, Bert, three-game homestand. You know what they drew? I'm going to guess not many people. Not many people would be correct. Uh, 13,000, roughly, for the three. They have had multiple, multiple games this year. And and the day game was they doubled their attendance. They got to seven. These guys are drawing 3,000 people per game. They have games where there's 2,700 going to the Coliseum. Uh, That's abysmal karm like that, that shouldn't be possible for a major league team and like i don't blame you matt i'd be in deep pain too if that was the team that i was rooting for that's just and it's only going to get worse too it's not like they're going to get better this year because you look at the deadline they're going to trade frankie montas most likely they have other trade assets on that team too um i don't like chad pinder has been mentioned by like as a trade candidate i still don't think they move him i think they prefer to keep him but still like it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And for all the A's fans, Matt especially, I, I am very sorry. That, yeah, that just shouldn't happen. As you see, we jump around on this show. We are very driven by the comments. So Verderam coming in here just jumped me right to A's over Mets talk. But I So we can go back to the Mets a little bit with my guy Johnny, who says yep. Wade Miley to the Mets. Cubs going to fleece them again like they did with Javi when they got <laughs> Pete Crow Armstrong for uh, you know two months of Javi Baez. Way to go, Cubs. Who do you want to deal with? <laughs> Mets don't know what they're doing, but they certainly will spend a lot. I don't know. Uh, there's the, That's a name. Uh, we all Listen, 
the Cubs are going to be active. They'll be making. They will be dumping away. So who? We could have another reconvene of Mets and Cubs. That seems not entirely off the beaten path, right there. No, and I, I think they could line up on a deal, but I think uh, Kyle Hendricks would make more sense. I think they would end up just going um, for a bigger fish, just because if you look at all their additions that they've made, Scherzer, uh, Chris Bassett, who Matt obviously knows with the A's. Um, Carlos Carrasco, when they acquired him from the Guardians a couple of years ago, they like they look for a more established and like higher end arms. Like Miley, to me, is good, um, but I think they would aim a little bit higher than that. But that's just a guess. Uh, well, and that's it's interesting that you say Hendricks because that is the Cubs' ace, and that is a guy one of the few remaining in Chicago from the World Series team, and he signed for a very reasonable contract. Um, that that would be the most all-in move, even more all-in in my mind, than the Cubs trading off Bryant and Baez and Schwarber. Um, that, that because, you know, Contreras is a free agent at the end of the year. Hendricks is signed for many years. So that, w- that would really be, and I think it's the right thing to do, by the way, for the Cubs, but that would be a big-time thing. Uh, yeah. Sean B. wants to jump in with Paddock getting surgery for the Twins. Are they the front runners for Montas or anyone else? What, what's your take on what's going to happen with Minnesota? We can jump over to Correa in a second. Yeah, I think Sean's exactly right. Because the Twins, they talked to the A's about Frankie Montas in the offseason. Um, and like there, I know there was actually some people at, like during these talks, like not with either um, the A's or the Twins, but like rival executives who have been hearing scuttlebutt that thought he was going to end up going to the Twins. Um, but ultimately... Um, the A's preferred to hold on to Montas just because um, they wanted to bring him into the season and have more teams be more aggressive for him uh, during the season, like at the trade deadline, when they're going to be more willing to give up more. Um, so it wasn't a surprise to me that it didn't get done in the offseason, but the Twins were definitely involved. Uh, I think they also were in on Sean Manaya, um, I believe so, but I think Montas, not just for the Twins, but for all of these teams that need starting pitchers, which is basically, I mean, I think you can say that about every team, not name the Padres. Um, so his market is going to be pretty active, but I would fully expect the Twins to be like firmly into this thing. So super interesting times in Minnesota. Nobody really thought they would be in first place right now. The rest of the division is under 500, basically sitting at 500. And they just sent down Royce Lewis, who was absolutely lighting it up and, the Twins clubhouse was basically uh, a library afterwards because they were, you know, and the reporters just sensed it. Like, why in the world is it so morose in here? Well, because they just sent down one of their star uh, prospects because Correa was coming back. They wanted him to get at-bats and play shortstop, and he he was in the minors during the pandemic, so didn't play in 2020, uh, knee injury in 2021, and so finally coming along, or plays great, shows he belongs, but getting sent back. And now there's scuttlebutt out there that maybe the twins will be super aggressive, bring Lewis back up at some point and trade Carlos Correa, who also, by the way, plays shortstop. We all know. So uh, you just, you just moved like this. Like, does that, did I just catch you by surprise? Yeah. I didn't see there was scuttlebutt about Correa being traded. I, well, I read it today, buddy. Uh, and I, and I wasn't on any, uh, I wasn't in the deep web, um, that perhaps Correa, Minnesota does things, you know, who did they send? Jaime Garcia last year, right? And then traded him six ga- games later? 
went out and you know they, they've done stuff like that he he's you're you got to figure you're not keeping him right I, I don't know man like I, I I think I think I think I think all options can be on the table for Minnesota but you you wanted to talk Correa which which part of it did you want to talk about if, if not getting traded yeah so I'll I'll say it now um I would be beyond the word stunned if he's traded um because like the twins have they've actually been pretty good and they're in a position now where um, they can contend. And I would imagine they're going to try to build for this year to try to win, but also for future seasons, which is why Frankie Montas, who signed for next year, makes a lot of sense. Um, but I like the part of Correa that I want to address is that he, um, when he signed this offseason, it was a three-year deal where he had an opt-out after the first year. And the industry assumption was that after this year, he would opt out become a free agent again so he can end up getting that massive payday um, that he desperately or that he wanted to get in free agency um, because he had never been a free agent before. So like that's a scenario with Correa that I think is very likely is that he will opt out after this year, but I just can't see them trading him. Um, I mean, if if they do, um, I mean, that's, I can see the logic in it just because you sign a guy and then you end up, further building your farm system. Um, I think teams are always looking to do that, but boy, I'll tell you that would, that would shock me. That that was not on my radar until about two minutes ago. Well, I'll, I'll read you exactly what Buster Olney wrote and uh, Buster has been around the game for a minute or two. Uh, he writes, could the Minnesota twins power their biggest off season acquisition? The twins have started well leading the AL central, but Correa has an opt out after the season, as you just said, and if he bounces back from his bruised finger and finishes strongly, there's an industry assumption that he'll opt out of his contract, become a free agent, um, and then keep. So they have two options: keep Correa throughout the season. If he walks away as a free agent in the fall, they'll get draft pick compensation. Swap Correa, pay his salary, and get players who will be part of the Twins' future in return, and install Royce Lewis the number one pick in 2017 as the everyday shortstop. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's maybe that is a scenario, uh, but it's not one that I've heard, but. Um, okay. So I, you're, I, you're, if you haven't heard it, Bert, that's why this show is called the baseball insiders, which really should be called the baseball insider. Cause I'm hanging out with you, buddy. Um, I, although no, cheers, occasionally, buddy. yeah, I went, sure. I'll take the yes. But uh, I mean, if you're not hearing that at all, then you know, I, I just trust every your zillion sources that that's not going down at least anywhere to anytime soon. Correct. That's how. Yeah. That's how. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, oh, but I okay. I appreciate the uh, the hat tip there, Carm. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure, buddy. Good to be here. Uh, our guy Ryan uh, says that or is asking any word on how the international draft negotiations are going. Seems like that is important for the Red Sox since it would keep and remove the qualifying offer. Uh, for you know, Bogarts and Ivaldi, JD, etc. What yeah. do you got, What do you got, Bert? Anything? I I can't say I've heard anything on that, but that actually is going to make me dig on that. So tune in because we're going to do our normal episode on what Monday? No, next next week uh, due to uh, Carm's schedule. Talking about myself in the third person, we'll be we'll be doing <laughs> one show next Wednesday. But uh, in general, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 2 o'clock Central Time, 
right here, the Baseball Insiders. Hit that subscribe uh, button on YouTube. Turn your notifications on. So for any special uh, episodes that pop up and or breaking news, uh, we'll be here for you as well. So, uh, yes, you can do some bone up on the international draft negotiations. Uh, Johnny's back in here. What do you think Contreras is good as gone? What kind of return could they get from? We've talked a lot about Wilson Contreras. Um, and the assumption there is that he and a bunch of other Cubs are going to be gone. Yeah. And if I was the Cubs, because the extension talks so far have gone basically nowhere with Contreras. And maybe that changes, maybe it doesn't. But if I was them, I would seriously entertain trading him. And I, that's a scary one because I know we've talked about this before, but it's really hard to find a franchise catcher. And Contreras is definitely a franchise catcher who can be the Cubs version of Yadier Molina, even though Cubs fans won't like being compared to the Cardinals. Um, So I would think long and hard about trading Contreras and I'd be hesitant to do it, but you can end up getting a pretty decent package for him just because of his talent. And some team that needs a catcher might pay more than some others and just I, I would not rule it out. I know you think it's what you said the last show was 95 to five that they trade him or something like that. I'm still in the 50, 50 range. Uh, I did, if I said 95 to five, I, I must've uh, lost my mind for a second. I don't think it's quite that high, okay. uh, but it's certainly no lower in my mind than 80, 20. I mean, I think they should have signed him long ago if they were keeping him so that they're the two are going to have some epiphany here and Contreras is going to get this close to free agency and say you know what I'll just take my chips off the table and not see where this is going to go and the Cubs are going to sit there and say you know what let's uh what we're going to be right with you in free agency Wilson and we're going we'll 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 be at the top and you'll just we'll make you have a tough decision I, I don't see that happening either so uh, at least an 80% chance in my mind that, that he's going to go. Um, yeah. And- yeah. Cause it's tough. If you're the Cubs, like that, that's a really difficult decision because I mean, obviously you traded all those guys last year um, and Contreras is the last guy. I mean, you can include Kyle Hendricks in that, um, but like as part of that core that came up one world series and just changed Cubs baseball. And boy, I'll tell you that, to me would be harder to move Contreras than it would be to move Chris Bryant or Baez or anybody like that. Like that'd be a very difficult decision for me. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's it. They're, they're just so far down the road on and nowhere close to winning that I have no problem with them making any trades that uh, will pay off in yeah. three, four years. Uh, other names with the Cubs being mentioned, Wade Miley, Kyle Hendricks, Drew Smiley, David Robertson, uh, could be a good sign and flip guy. He's pitched well. Those been on the DL and and now back. So, and would anybody give up anything of interest for Robertson? By the way, also the Cubs were one of the first teams last year in dealing in. Jock Peterson went to Atlanta early. So normally yeah. these things don't go down till you know the end of July. But uh, you know the Cubs have already picked their path. No, for sure. And also, so some insight on that uh, on that Braves deal where they ended up getting Jock Peterson from them is they had talks about Peterson um, like earlier that year, and they, like, they were even talking about it at the time, and Alex Anthopoulos was desperate because they had just lost Ronald Acuna for the year, and they needed a spark in the locker room. He even communicated it to Jed Hoyer 
that he'd be willing to pay more to acquire Peterson now to get a deal done. And lo and behold, they ended up agreeing to a deal. I like that was a special situation, but like it's definitely shows that a deal is possible um, before that deadline or when other teams would be willing to make a deal. Did you see Peterson's bomb against the Giants? I mean, against the Giants, against the Brewers? Oh, yeah. So how could I forget Hunter Armour? Uh, he was at the game, and he was he uh, he was texting me. There's a bunch of fans that are heckling Jock uh, as he's at the play right now. And then I turn the game on, and he steps out and then hits an absolute freaking bomb, Carm. Like, I'll tell you, he, he's he's good. I'm a, I'm a big Jock Peterson guy over here. Well, when he connects... It's it's generally uh, a moonshot, and that one was to deep center. Uh, somehow that just like, – I had missed it at the time, but it just crossed through my timeline this week. It, it, it just popped up, and there's Peterson just – after he hits it, he just turns and looks right at him, and then he, then, he, then he rounds the bases and comes back at home and has words for him. That, that, is, that, is, that is the beauty of the heckle. Uh, uh, it's great. Although we can't say what Peterson said on the baseball insiders. It was not safe for work. Let's just say that, but it was, that, that's was right. Fun. This is, this is mostly a family show. Uh, right. Aaron is saying that Bryce ball, who, who the Cubs got for Jock is tearing it up this year. Cubs are actually their Their minors are starting to, uh, at least in, in pockets are starting to show some promise, but we don't need to go deep into the Cubs right here. Let's go to Juan Soto. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Rumors out there that uh, you're, we're gonna the Nationals could have an ownership change. Mike Rizzo's in the last year of his deal. They certainly aren't winning anything, and Scott Boris is representing Soto. So, and they've been unable to come to a deal that probably he goes to free agency at the end of next year. Do you think he gets moved at the deadline this year? No, I will firmly, flat out say that I do not expect Soto to be traded um, because after. It was reported that the Nationals might be, uh, quote, motivated to move him just because of those failed extension talks. Um, I asked a couple of teams who have checked in on Soto in the past, and they said their read was that he would not be moved. Um, Maybe that changes in the future um, as he gets closer to free agency. Um, I mean, it would I mean, it's going to be a scenario at some point. But this year, no, I would be. I mentioned to you flat out stunned about the possibility of Correa being traded um, this year. Like I would be beyond the word stunned um, if Soto got traded this year. It's going to take an absolutely massive haul to get him, and I just can't see the Nationals doing it, especially after they're all they sold off last year. Um, I think the most likely trade candidate with them is Nelson Cruz. Uh, some team is going to go get him, but Juan Soto, he's he's going to be a national this this entire year. So you say that with supreme confidence, and so I'm going to believe the Burt sources uh, are are very strong on this one. If I can re- read my Robert Murray as well as I think I can read my Robert Murray. You but, know what what I, well, but what I would ask you then, and this is not insiders, it's just opinion, why not? If if you are in the position that they're in and it's seemingly going to, they, they've tried to sign them. Yeah, put, they did put, put big two feet forward and trying to get it done. Couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sitting where you're sitting. I understand it's super painful to lose a player like that, but 
uh, to me, it makes sense for them in, in, in a team that's just dying for a full rebuild. No, and I hear you. And like that's that's why I will not rule it out in the future. Um, but this this year is where I'm just I just can't see it happening. But um, I'll tell you, the Nationals. So they've obviously at one point they had Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, and Juan Soto um, like on like on their team uh, in their organization. And if that team stayed together, Carm, like that is like we're looking at the Dodgers of the East. Is that's what we're looking at. And Harper's gone, Turner's gone. Um, obviously, they had Max Scherzer gone. Um, S- Steven Strasburg, that's a really sad one. But the the Juan Soto thing, I just I can't see it this year. And like, so here's why a deal in the future makes sense, though, is those extension talks have not resulted in a deal, even though the Nationals offered him $350 million. Like, that is a very strong offer, and that's something that Soto confirmed uh, to Enrique Rojas of ESPN. Um, but there's people in baseball who believe that contract will eventually be close to $500 million. Um, like, that's, that's what we're looking at. And if the Nationals aren't going to be the team that pays it, then when he becomes a free agent in 2025 or, like, right before that, uh, is when I would seriously entertain trading him. Um, just I, I can't see that time being now. But I also want to stress too, like the 500 million mark. That's just something that industry people think. Don't know if that's actually like what the number is going to be. But like I've heard people think it's going to be at least close to that. So sounds like a New York Met half a billion, baby. That's a lot of dough, Carm. I would. Uh, that's some serious, yeah, actually, serious, serious I was, coin. I was told by a very good source that's actually what you're making at fan-sided. Maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, so. no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. That's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, but I, I listen. I'll, it's, I don't do it for the money, buddy. I just do it to hang out with you and talk to the people. And this is a, uh, we're talking labor of love over here. Uh, all right, let, let's, let's move into a couple of just news and notes of of uh the week and the Yankees playing the Orioles and Aaron Judge uh hitting bombs but some coming up short of the wall the Orioles are pitching a whole lot better this year and it's actually making them competitive but like I people hate what they did to Camden Yards do you see any chance that that uh this could go back to the way it once was i i just i don't know i the, and the whole thing and i know it's baseball and i listen i love the green monster and wrigley field is sweet and the short porch at yankee stadium and yep. the hill or whatever the hell uh, and uh, in houston yada yada there the uniqueness of the parks it's it's cool i also think Look, man, football field, 100 yards. Uh, Same width in every stadium. Basketball court, 94 feet, okay? Hockey rink, every one of them is the same. The fact that the Orioles can be like, we suck, we give up way too many homers, let's move the wall back, that, I don't, it just doesn't feel right, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh... Let, let's move the wall back. And we're, uh, the Orioles, I mean, the numbers are, are, are stunning. They're not even stunning because you move the wall back. That's, what's, that's what it's going to be. Poppy, 
Um, Poppy the puppy. Just I knew that was going to happen when Dan got here. She loves Dan. Uh, good job, Poppy. You don't like the wall back there either. But here, let me read you. Let me let me give you Orioles pitchers this year. Now, granted, small sample size, two seven four ERA. They've allowed just eleven homers in nineteen home games. Uh, last year, Orioles pitchers ERA five nine nine. Um, so that is, you know, less than more than double less. You know what I'm trying to say? Six, six to three. It's underneath that. So that's, that's, I mean, it's just a huge, huge impact that they did by moving the wall back and and, and raising it. Yeah, it absolutely is. And like Trey Mancini, he's not somebody who typically speaks out publicly. And the fact that he said, and I quote, nobody likes it, no hitter likes it, myself included, like, woof. I mean, that's not good karma. And like and some other numbers in this thing, too. Um, pulling them up in my notes right now as I speak. It is so Camden Yards allowed the most home runs in 2021, and they surrendered 155 as a team, Carm, last year. And that was good for third most of any team in a single season ever. Um, yeah, hitters, I, hitters, they're not going to like that. Pitchers, they're going to love it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't think they're going to ever change it back. Like that's. I, I, I mean, who the hell knows what they'll do down the line? It's Baltimore. Uh, Matt Belay I mean, saying, yeah. you couldn't have said it better. Right. Uh, Matt Belay saying, Poppy doesn't like my take on all baseball stands being the same. I, I disagree, even though she did have a reaction. Uh, and then asking, homers are down due to cold weather, different ball, the humidor, or all slash none of the above. What's your theory on that, Bert? As bottom line, offense in baseball right now is non damn existent. It's, I mean, we're, you got to go back to like 1904. For there to be the the level of production that we're seeing right now, no, and it's not good for the game because uh, like, baseball wanted more offense, and they have done the exact opposite of that. And MLB has consistently denied that there is a different baseball or that there are multiple kinds of baseballs. But people have gone on the record. Eric Chavez, um, you have um, Kevin Long with the Phillies, their hitting coach, um, say that they thought they had a different baseball in L.A. Uh, That's what Long said uh, after um, Bryce Harper ended up going on that absolute tear and their offense looked exactly like what most people thought it would look like when they signed uh, the big boppers. I had to mention that again, by the way. Uh, So Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. Um, So I still think even though that MLB has denied it, like, I've heard from enough people, both on the record and privately, that make me think there are multiple kinds of baseballs. But also the humidor um, is, like, that's another legit thing, too. Um, So I think both of those are at play and, like, primary factors into why offense is down. It's it's just not either or, it's both. Since you mentioned Schwarber and Castellanos, uh, that, you know, we can take a little quick peek at the Phillies who are – at current moment in time, six games back of the Mets, which is actually good enough for second place in the NL East at 18 and 19, game in front of the Marlins. Uh, so they're not out of it, clearly, but it ain't going the way they want it to go. What do they do? It all depends on how this next six to eight weeks go for them. Because um, I think it's too early to tell, but for me, if I was Dave Dombrowski, I would right now I'd operate with a buyer's mindset and it's a large part because that um, 
that division is not as good as most people thought it would be. Um, you have the reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves, who are currently at 17 and 21. You have the Mets as the only team that is um, over 500 at 25 and 14, but they're without Jacob Degrom, they're without Max Scherzer, and I would imagine like that offense has to hit its potential at some point. Um, just because they have so many really like elite players and Harper who just ended up going on a tear against the Dodgers won three out of four against them. Um, and you have Castellanos and Schwarber and some others, but it, like, so it seems like a, consistently we are mentioning with the Phillies, how they always need bullpen help and jury's familia has not worked out hardly at all. It's been not a good experience there. Um, and they also have Corey Knable, who um, I think is a very good underrated reliever. Got to see him up close to Milwaukee. Um, and just when he's going right, he's, he's awesome. But I, w- I think they're going to buy, but it's still it's too early to tell. And a lot of it just depends on the talent and um, also the, uh, the overall not very good division right now. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I, think, I think the Phillies have, have- – if we go into poker terms here, they're pot committed. I, I, you know, you're you are you're not rewinding back from having that that level of offseason sitting there at five hundred with twelve teams making the playoffs. I don't think you're going away. What are you smiling at there, Bert? Who's texting you? What's happening? Yeah, I, just different people, different sources texting and anything yeah. you can anything you can report on the baseball insiders. Um, Excite no, there, me. There, there's one of them who um, who is watching the show right now. And he said that I look younger than I have. Just yeah, he says I look like I'm 12. So I am not 12, by the way. Can I get personal with you for a second? What do you weigh? Sure. What do I weigh? I actually yeah. weighed myself the other day. What do you think, Carm? 140 pounds. 140? I don't know. You were standing next to Josh Hill, who weighs like 130, and I and I thought you guys were basically the same weight. There's no, another one I, of our fan siders. Yeah, uh, that was a good night last night. By the way, that was a very good time. I got to meet. Do you, got do you, to meet Josh Hill. Do you weigh am, one? Uh, you weigh one seventy. One seventy two point eight. And how tall are you? Six foot. And six. most importantly, actually, Sean is asking in the private chat here, one of our lovely producers, how much am I benching these days? And I got up to one hundred ninety pounds. What was it two days ago when I did chest? So you're you're six, for the program. You're six foot one seventy. Yep. So I can play it. So I'm basically I'm Devonte Smith with the Eagles size. So shout me out, Nick Sirianni. I want to play wide receiver for Philadelphia. So uh, Sean B is saying that you look like a baseball scout uh, to read. Uh, wow. That thank you, Sean. I, I appreciate that. That I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, hey, that's a good. It's a good look. They're I swaggy. think that. I mean, I think that means you look like a nerd, which is fine, but. Oh, yeah, I need your clarification, Sean. Does that mean that I look like a nerd? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is very important stuff right here. But I'll take, even if it's a nerd look, I'll take it. Like, nerds win, man. Nerds win. Well, I mean, look, look, look nerd around. Power, baby. I mean, look around baseball, telling me that uh, any of these guys were cool. Um, it's and that's totally fine. I, sh- I should have gone the nerd route. And I actually, I see, I, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'll you do. It. I think it's seven iron right here on the baseball insiders. Uh, actually, I may go eight iron. I gotta play up a little bit. Yeah, there we uh, go. Sh- yeah, yeah. Well, and look, hey, listen, the, the crowd's got your back here, buddy. 
I, I mean, go. I think Swaggy Scout is actually a compliment to you. So congratulations. You're, you uh, you're I, my guy. I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in my Tinder bio right there. So thank you for that. Swaggy scout is oh. Tinder bio. Uh, actually, no, it's uh, it's hinge out here in Arizona, Carmen. Oh, that's what oh that is. you know, that's, so. that's, that's nation, maybe worldwide, you know, the hinge and, um, yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're going into the dating apps right now. I just revealed publicly that I'm single. So that's yeah, okay, that's, buddy. Uh, that's, uh, so you're not, off the rails. I don't think you caught anybody by surprise with that one. Uh, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> boy. It's all good. Uh, all right. A couple more things we want to get to here. Remember the baseball insiders, two o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, you wanted to touch on the Giants quickly and some trade possibilities for San Francisco with the. Uh, you know, they're seven over, three back of the Dodgers, one game back of the second-place pods. Yeah. Um, the Giants, they're going to need starting pitching. And so I thought about this. I had conversations with different people, and the Giants have done very well um, with old Cincinnati Red starters. Of like, You have um, Johnny Cueto, who they've had, Anthony Disclafani, uh, there's some others who I'm thinking of. But I think there's a couple more. Uh, but either way, they've had a lot of success there. And I wonder if they could be in play for a guy like Luis Castillo. Uh, Tyler Malley um, is another strong trade candidate that they have. So I don't know if they're interested, but I would monitor the Reds as a potential trade partner with the Giants. Just speculation by me, but like some people are watching it in, in, in baseball just because of the past success that they've had with Red starters. How, uh, what would you say the likelihood that Cincinnati is the first team to pull the trigger? That, that, I'd, I'd that, imagine that pretty strong. Pull, pull off some red scraps. Let's go. They, they, I mean, there's, there's got to be some interesting pieces there. All right. So you, so you see San Francisco looking for pitching. What about Bert? The, uh, oh, I, I, I want to get to your personal life in a second here. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, well, you 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 mentioned what's what's going on behind the scenes, so uh, then it, you wanted to talk about it. So we'll do that in in one minute here. But uh, is there anyone? I because my guy Matt Malay is in here. I, I'm just curious. Uh, is there, do you have a message of, of any note to White Sox fans out there who maybe are the most disappointing team in baseball right now? That it's funny. I was not 30 seconds ago. Um, I was thinking to myself, boy, we haven't talked about the White Sox yet. Um, well, we got to get them in here. They're losing series to the Royals. I mean, uh, yeah, that's not great. When you're losing to the Royals, that's that's not good because the Royals are a mess right now, Carm. Um, but figure, I mean, they're 18 and 19 right now. They're still three and a half games out in their division. And I think you would agree with me here that they have not played anywhere close to their potential. Um, no, but they've also been playing 500 ball now for about a, a, a baseball calendar year. Yeah. So I, I think there's reason to be concerned. Skeptical would be the word that I would use. Like it's a good I, word. I, 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 uh, I love when, when a lot of times is, you know, you'll hear people talk about, is it time to panic? Like, what does that mean for a fan? Like, okay. Yes. It's panic time. Am I supposed to go for a long walk? Am I supposed to go to the bar? Am I supposed to play golf for 40 hours? Like, what is, am I supposed to call up everybody that I know who talks baseball and talk baseball to? Like, what does panic exactly mean? 
And I've never understood that one. But if you want to be, you know, like logically, uh, I think skepticism is 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 worthy right now uh, with many teams in baseball, the White Sox included. No, and I would agree with that. And I mean, if you look at their team, they definitely have holes. Like, I mean, you've had so many, or the White Sox have had so many different injuries um, where they're missing key pieces for not just short term, but like long term absences here. Uh, I'm still very skeptical of Tony LaRusso. Um, I still think that was a huge mistake hiring him instead of AJ Hincher. Uh, I would say Alex Cora, but it always feel, felt like a, a foregone conclusion that he would go to the, the Red Sox again. But um, yeah, that, that was a very that that may have cost the White Sox from reaching their ceiling by going for with Larusso over Hinch. But I still think talent prevails in the end. But it's the skepticism is warranted with Larusso and also with how they've shown an inability to stay healthy. So I, I think that's, as you said, the skepticism that's warranted. One more stop in the AL, Bert, and then uh, we can get to what music you're listening to. The, oh, yeah, the uh, and, yeah. Who's more active in trying to shore up the AL West, the Houston Astros or the LA Angels? That's a good question. Um, Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I'll say the Angels um, because it's, it's been a minute and they're finally there and you might as well because you've got your Artie Moreno, you've got $8 zillion uh, to spend. Yeah, he always shows he's willing to spend money and also their front office spends and like is in on every conversation. I know I mentioned that on the, the previous episode that we did, um, but they are in on basically everybody when it comes to trade talks or free agents. And I would expect them to be pretty active looking for a starting pitcher because they don't expect any of their starters to throw over 165 innings. Um, and they also have to worry about uh, Michael Lorenzen, who is a reliever, who has been a career reliever before this year. Noah Syndergaard is still coming off of Tommy John. Shohei Otani is doing his thing both in the rotation um, and as a hitter. And they got to make sure they don't burn him out. So, like, that's three key pieces that they're – they're looking at who might not be able to pitch deep into the year um, or like you have to worry about them in the postseason too. So I'd expect them to add uh, and target somebody who is capable of eating uh, a handful of innings. Um, I don't know who that starter would be, but like you can be, you can go to bed like feeling good at night, like knowing that their front office is going to do whatever they can to upgrade that rotation because that was a priority in the offseason, did well with it, and it's going to be a priority again during this year. Angels moving forward. Uh, uh, that's a good thing. All right. Uh, so the last text that we shared today, uh, the first one is, if you don't have uh, uh, a problem with it, let's talk some trade possibilities for the Giants, which I said, of course, let's do that. And then you said, also, I've been listening to T-Swift, not Taylor Swift, T-Swift. For three days straight, and I'm completely okay with that. So, Bert, tell tell us about your T Swift infatuation. Yeah, it's I just love T Swift. What can I say? Like she's my girl, and <laughs> she's got good music, Carm. I was listening to um, her one of her most recent albums. It was one of Taylor's versions. Uh, I want to make sure I'm not getting it wrong here, um, but it was read Taylor's version. I was listening to that on repeat for the last three days. And I freaking love that album. The red album is some of her finest work. Um, and also 
here's a, a fun bird fact that if I want to get myself fired up at the gym, if I'm not feeling it during a workout, I will blare as loud as I can in my headphones. Cruel summer. It is an absolute tune and a half. So didn't uh, banana rama do cruel summer first. I have no idea. Who banana rama was that banana rama jamma banana rama 19, the eighties buddy. I was still a twinkle in the eye at that point. Carm. So. Yeah. Bananarama had it going on, buddy. Let me just tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. So, so All did right. the Go Go's. So did the Bengals. Um, Ooh. So sh- I, I gotta, I gotta put Sean on blast here. He just said Kanye's "Cruel Summer" was better than T Swift, which that might be the hottest take I've ever heard in my life because there's nothing that tops T Swift's "Cruel Summer." Um, I don't know what everybody else who's listening to this is thinking, but yeah, like that's yeah, it's not even close to me. Um, so I, for the record, Bert, I, I enjoy, uh, a bunch of Taylor's work. So, and I, there's one song in particular that I used to listen to a lot and it's got a, but I have no idea what the name of it is. So I'll, I'll let you know later today when we're hanging out in the old Twitter space, but it's, it's not blank space. It's not shake it off. Um, all right, let's see. Is it, is it one of the more popular songs, Carm? It's oh, it's definitely one of the more popular. I'm not, I'm not going deep in the library. Is it called? Yeah. You need to calm down. I don't know. I really, I don't know. I'll have to. I'm gonna have to do my research and hear it. So I just All think right. it's. Uh, I'm curious for those who are hanging out there. Did did Bert up his baseball credibility uh, with the T Swift? Lower it. Stay the same. Um, are you more impressed with Robert as an individual that he has just range? Not only will he stay up late at night to watch A's versus Mariners and, 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 and break down what's going on in the sixth inning and the way bullpens are being used, but he'll also go to the gym, put Taylor Swift on, and bench press 190 pounds on his six foot, 170 pound frame to, you know, absolutely max out what he's capable of being as a physical specimen. That boy. I, I would think that has to add to my credibility, Carm. I mean, if, I, it, I, if it doesn't, then yeah, I'll be I'll be hurt. Let's just yeah, say that. yeah, yeah. No, I I it it works for me, buddy. I'm impressed. There we go. That's all I need. Taylor That's for all life. All right, the Baseball Insiders, two o'clock Central Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Robert is always giving you everything on Twitter at by Robert Murray. Follow me at at the carm and yes hit that subscribe button audio podcast available too wherever you listen to your audio podcast bert another fun one buddy another fun one i'm just glad the world got to know that i listen to t swift and provide some good baseball insight but yeah if you can while you're all listening here uh please subscribe that helps us out a lot and uh, it allows me to bring more information to you guys and, and more as the trade deadline gets closer so please it gets you more fired up to even give the info because there's just that much that's there's that many people at the ed, on the end at the end of their seat right yep, looking for right. looking for Bert knowledge all right hey buddy we'll see you next week wednesday next week special special week of the baseball insiders wednesday next week two o'clock we'll see you then all right see you then thank you everybody thanks for watching